Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm Patty Holiday, your head fangirl in charge, and this is the Monday Movie Minute for September 30th. Every Monday, we're going to chat about the movies that came out, what we saw last week, what's happening at the box office, uh, except for last Monday, because I took a week off. So sorry, it was unplanned, but it was crazy, and movies just just didn't happen. But that's okay. I did go to one this weekend that I loved and I want to talk about. All right. Uh, sometimes... Sometimes these talks on Mondays are short and sweet, which is going to be today. Sometimes we do some throwbacks about uh, movies that I watched again to find out if they still held up, that sort of thing. Uh, Sometimes it's all about everything that's new and that came out in the theater. And um, I don't know, I like those the most personally because it's exciting. (laughs) But it really is like that box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get around here on Mondays for the movie minute. All right, but first, as always, we are going to talk about the box office because that is something that uh, I like to talk about. I like to see what the numbers look like and see what you guys are seeing out there. So, okay, number one this week was Abominable, and it came in with 20.8 million bucks in its opening weekend. That's pretty fantastic. Uh, Downton Abbey was number two, which I loved that one if you're a Downton fan. Uh, I've actually got a couple of fangirl episodes up, so... Scroll on back after you listen to this if you want to hear what we have to say about Downton Abbey. Hustlers is number three. It Chapter Two is number four. Ad Astra is number five, uh, which for a Brad Pitt movie is kind of surprising that it's already fallen down a little bit. Number six is Rambo. Number seven is Judy. Now, I think Judy is in limited release. So this coming up weekend, she should be out into more theaters. Uh, but rave reviews, people, the critics, everybody loves it. This is the Judy Garland story if you're not sure what Judy is about. Number eight is Good Boys. Number nine is The Lion King, which it's still in there, man. It is still in there. I am... I am. I am surprised. I'm sure Disney is happily surprised. (laughs) And then number 10 is Angel Has Fallen. And uh, that's it. That's it for the box office. Uh, We are going to talk about Abominable this week. And that's it. That's all I've got. Somehow, someway, Back to School has kicked my booty and getting to the movies is getting harder and harder. I think we've got a hold of things now in this household (laughs) that I should be able to make some more trips. However... This weekend, I only got one in, uh, but it's okay. I had a I had a fun movie date with my youngest, and we went and saw uh, Abominable, and this was high on her list, so I was so thrilled to be able to take her. Uh, however, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I was not expecting to like this one. Here's why. I had a lot of friends who saw the advanced screenings, saw the pre-screenings for this movie, and again, something that I just didn't have time to be able to go and do. So I and, and plus I knew I wanted to take her, so I planned to do it this weekend regardless. Uh, and all of them, everybody said how much they loved it. Every single review from my fellow movie critics and blogger friends gave this glowing critique about this movie. And I sat back and I was like, mm-hmm. Y'all also liked Wonder Park. 
I did. I, and Wonder Park at best was okay. Like it was, there was, there were some major issues that I had with Wonder Park. I will also admit that I am a complete and total Disney loving movie snob. So when it comes to my kids' films, if it's not Disney, I've already like knocked you down a few pegs. Like it's, it's, it's an instinct. It's my reaction, but I also think it kind of holds true from a critical standpoint. Really, Disney is king. Disney Pixar, you know, when it comes to these animated movies lately. However, all of that being said, I absolutely loved Abominable, and I would happily see this one over and over and over again. Lucy came home. She was telling her sister and her brothers about it. Everybody's excited. They all want to go see it again. I have no problem with that. We will probably make that happen again this weekend. It's that good, and it was that sweet. It was, it, it was, it was just adorable. Now, backtrack a little bit. When I say it's that good, guys, it is formulaic. There are, there's nothing that's going to surprise you in this movie, but this is one that I felt like. I don't know, like I felt like I was getting a big giant hug the entire movie. <laughs> and I love that. I and maybe I needed it after the craziness of the last two weeks around here. I needed that that gentle hug in the movie theater. That's what I felt like I got. Uh FYI, this this one has an 80% on the critic scale and a 96% on the audience uh, scale, on the tomato meter, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the audience is right on this one, guys. The audience is, is right on this one. This is one of those cases where, sure, if you want to pick it apart and be super uber critical about it, you're going to find faults and you're going to say, this is nothing new. It hasn't reinvented the wheel in storytelling, yada, yada, yada. All that's true. I'm not saying it's not. But when I review something, if I had a good time, if I thoroughly enjoyed myself, if I was not looking at the watch trying to figure out when we can get out of here or trying to time, you know, how much time is left and and know that the movie's about to be over, if I'm not doing that, if you've got my attention, this is a solid movie and this one had my attention and even more importantly, it had my kids' attention, it had all the kids in the theater's attention, everybody was paying attention and laughing, and having a great time. And to me, that's really what this is all about. Right, guys? Okay. So what is Abominable about? Uh, This is about Teenage Yi, who is voiced by Chloe Bennett, who I love. She's a Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, actress, and uh, we've also fangirled Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So if you want to hear about my undying love for the agents, go back and, and listen to that. But it's Chloe Bennett. And she encounters a young Yeti. Um, basically, this Yeti winds up on her rooftop in her apartment building um, in China. And she and her friends decide basically to help him get back to his home. His home is Mount Everest. Of course it is. And they embark on this epic uh, journey, you know, to, to get him back to, to, to his family, to, to where he belongs. Turns out this Yeti has magical powers, which are really cool. I, I really dug them. There's also some bad people coming after that Yeti, as there always are, right? I mean, how does a Yeti end up in the middle of Shanghai in the first place? Bad people brought him there. So we have the bad people. We have the villains that we're fighting against on this quest, on this journey to get Everest back to Everest. Okay. 
this was, like I said, it was like 90-ish minutes, uh, give or take, uh, maybe 96 minutes, something like that, I think is the runtime of just pure heart, uh, love, sweetness. There's there's nothing shocking or, or brand new going on here. You know, like I, like I said before, this doesn't reinvent the wheel in storytelling, but it's lovely. It's, it's just lovely. And despite the formu- formulaic aspects of it, um, I felt like it was still a story that's told in a surprisingly sweet and refreshing way. Those, those villains are pretty stock character. My, Eight-year-old, not-so-quietly whispered, I know who the bad guy is, pretty early on. Uh, She was right. She was right. (laughs) It's that kind of movie, guys. Okay, so you're not going to, like, walk out of this going, oh, I'm so surprised. However, it's sweet. It was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I hope you can hear that in my voice of how much I enjoyed it. Now, from a parental standpoint, because uh, I always like to let the parents get a heads up on any movies that they might be taking their young children to. Uh, so, parent movie review here. The only thing I think you might have an issue with, and again, this depends on your family and their circumstances and the sensitivity of your kids. Yi's father is not in the picture. They never, I I don't remember them explaining what happened to him, but apparently he's dead or he's passed away or he's missing. I'm not, again, not exactly sure what the status is on dad, but he's gone. And he does play a central role in her feelings about life and basically her her motivations in things. So if you have a child that has um, experienced a loss of a parent or is very sensitive and and empathetic (laughs) to to these kinds of storylines, that could factor in to the overall feel of this movie. I mentioned Wonder Park before, and that's one of the issues I had with Wonder Park was they talked about uh, basically the mom doesn't die, but she goes away and she's very sick and it's very scary and very dark. This is not treated in that same vein. It's there. We know it's happened. It there. It explains some of the sadness that Yi is going through, but I don't feel like it's anywhere near as traumatizing as Wonder Park could have been for sensitive children. There are some precarious situations. There are some 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 you know mild violent things. I mean, think it, it's a big creature. The Yeti is a big creature, so you know he's going to bump into things and push things around and roll things around. That kind of thing. But overall, I mean, if your kids are watching any other movie in the theaters or TV shows at home even, this is this is along the same vein of level of, of violence or action, I think, that you're seeing nowadays. So keep that in mind. Um, nothing that jumped out of the screen, nothing that concerned me at all, except as a parent, of course, the teenagers are like wandering halfway across China on their own. That concerns me. <laughs> But I get it. Maybe maybe it's different in China. Maybe teenagers can handle that in China. I know mine could not here in the U.S. <laughs> uh, that's about the scariest thing in this entire movie, right? Okay. No language, uh, no sex, nothing like that that you need to worry about. There's not even like a love story for your kids to go, ew, over. It's it's just super sweet, guys. It's, it's a good one. So I give this one, on a scale of, say, 1 to 10, I'm going to give this eight and a half. It was a lot of fun. My daughter loved it, which really, guys, isn't that what matters, right? When you take take your kids to movies like this. Uh, and well, that's it. 
that's all I got today. That is the Monday Movie Minute for this week. Don't forget to subscribe. Throw up those five-star reviews on Apple if you can. Uh, It helps other fangirls find the show. And it is always appreciated by yours truly. All right, guys, thanks for fangirling with me on the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. There will be an episode coming out on Thursday, TBD on the topic. I've got a couple. It just depends on what I get to editing first, because again, it's been that kind of last couple of weeks. Uh, but the good news is I do have them recorded. I just have to I have to make them pretty for you guys. Uh, but anyway, we'll be, we will be back. We will show up in your subscriptions if you go ahead and hit that subscribe button as a new show coming out on Thursday. Hope you'll be back to Fangirl with me again real soon.